0: Hello and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm going to be looking at Black Magic Volume 2, Awakening 2, Millwall 1 by Greg Rooker and Nicholas Scott. And this is the second collected volume of Black Magic comic books. I think it's still the only ones that you can actually get, which is annoying me because this one ends on a pretty serious cliffhanger and I want to know what happens next. And if they're not going to write what happens next, they need to tell me that right now so I can adjust my expectations and move on with my life. In the first volume, which there is another episode about, if you want to go and listen to that quickly, we meet Rowan Black, who's a police detective in Portsmouth. She's also a witch and a practicing Wiccan. And those two things are not the same in this comic book universe. So you've got the Wiccan aspect, which is the spiritual side and the witch side, which is her powers. That is explored a little bit more in this volume as well. In volume one, we basically just meet everyone that Rowan knows. We meet her high priestess, Alex, and who's also a friend and a witch. We're introduced to her partner, who is not a witch. He's just a police guy. And they start investigating some bizarre murders that have happened. Uh, One, a guy self-immolates right in front of Rowan. And another guy, is found, he's a, a murderer that they've pursued before, and he is pulled out of the river having had his hand cut off to make a hand of glory. So there's a lot of occult crime going on already. We are also introduced in volume one to Era, which is the witch hunting society, I guess, and they're represented by a large hammer symbol, and they appear a lot more in this book as well. So strap in, we're going to meet some new characters. So the book opens with an explanation of how the witches become aware of their past lives because they have awareness of all their previous incarnations before them where they have also been witches and the characters say things like one of me has to know what this is about and they have this knowledge going back and this is brought about in a ritual that we see rowan go through at the beginning of this volume Uh, when she's 13 they go off to this little island in the middle of a river and it has a depression in the middle of it and they lift a little sluice and it fills with water and they do a ritual and then Rowan is kind of dunked under the water and sees all her past lives and it's commented by her mother and grandmother that this has always been a difficult ritual to do for Rowan that every time in all the past lives that they've done it for her it gets harder and harder and she finds it more and more difficult to cope with seeing these past lives and then we do see Rowan plunged into this quite horrible depression and we see her you know in still shots really acting out at school cutting off all her hair crying getting angry at people and she's just really trying to cope with the fact that she's seen all these past lives in which she has been horribly murdered by error and obviously that has a kind of knock-on effect for how she feels about them and how she feels about being a witch and then at the end of that past segment her mum says you know I love you and I'm going to go to work and I'll see you when I get home and I hope you're going to be okay. Then her mum goes out and is in a horrible car accident and never comes back and it's seen that that car accident was caused by a demon in the shape of a little girl with her mouth sewn shut. More on this bitch later. At the end of volume one, Alex the high priestess was trying to do some divination to find out who had been controlling the guy who burned himself alive in front of Rowan and she was attacked by something that came through her divination shrine in her garden so her and Rowan get together to burn that shrine down and purify it so that that influence can't affect them anymore and then Rowan is split between trying to investigate what the hell is going on magically and trying to investigate what happened to the guy who had his hand cut off and during the course of that investigation she ends up in- involved in another death while on duty she has to shoot a guy because he's shooting at her but he's also shouting that he did what she wanted and she should leave him alone which kind of implicates her in the death of the guy with no hand two guys from era then show up there's a kind of white-haired germanic guy who's been investigating and he very much thinks that Rowan is to blame for both murders and there's another guy who has glasses who seems more in control i think his name's Laurent Um, and he turns up to sort of investigate and find out you know what's going on because Rowan and the family Black or De Noir or one of the various names that they've had in their previous incarnations have some quite serious magical juice and he doesn't want to engage with that lightly so he seems like the smart one. He wants to talk to Rowan and in the end he goes into her house which has been warded but the house lets him in for some reason I think this is because the house kind of knows that he's not a threat but he encounters her cat who we've seen in volume one but who now talks and is kind of a sassy bastard with like the cat swears a lot I love the cat and basically the cat tells him to get the fuck out of the house and that he's a dick and then he leaves the message that the cat then telepathically sends to Rowan and this ends up with alex saying you know i don't want you to meet with this guy i'm gonna go meet with him it seems like there may be a sort of unlikely alliance with aera on the cards from all this which is very exciting and i kind of like the idea of witches and witch hunters having to team up to fight demons that's definitely something that i can get on with like i said the volume does end on a pretty serious cliffhanger uh, demon confronts rowan and says that they've been waiting for her that they need her and various other things implying that she has some sort of role to play in this master plan that they've got whatever that master plan might be we don't know and then Rowan kind of gets away from that and goes home and her partner her police partner then announces that you know he doesn't want to be her partner anymore because he feels like she's lying to him and she's holding things back which is true but she's doing it for obvious reasons that she can't really just tell him hey I'm a witch and which is happening and she gets really annoyed and she shoots like a bolt of energy out of her hand that like immolates something in her apartment he's not there at this point but she seems pretty shocked by this and i think it's probably maybe a power that she hasn't had before and that she's suddenly waking up to the fact that she's a lot more powerful than she's been in her past lives and that's where the volume ends and i still can't find anything about when the next issue is going to be out and i haven't had any response from trying to contact the, the the twitter pages for image comics or black magic so i just want to know what happens just tell me it's been like i'm not even kidding nearly a year since the last one came out and i'm very upset as always i i like really like the art style of this comic it's very it's black and white and it's sort of photorealistic but some things are given color there's some quite nice Um, little touches of colour specifically like the cat's speech bubbles are sort of green and magical looking and the wards on the house kind of show up as being kind of light blue and swirly and just little things like the magical wounds on Alex are kind of highlighted in like a bright purple and like the little magical touches where like Rowan's casting spells and touching things it's like a little blue glow around her hand and I really like those touches of colour I also like The witch setups that they've got, um, very pleasing, very a lot of witch fulfilment to be had in this. Like the way that the rituals look, it's very nice. My favourite bit is um, there's kind of a split scene between Alex performing a healing bath to cleanse herself of this psychic attack that she suffered, at the same time as Rowan is rededicating her police tools to her service, and you see her with her altar set up, cleaning her gun the way. That you would if you owned a gun and putting like unloading it with bullets again but as she's doing this she's blessing the gun the bullets her police badge and saying these tools are mine and i dedicate them to my service these tools are mine and i grant them my strength and power these tools are mine and i give them their purpose and place with oil of the earth salt of the water heat of the fire you are made pure once more ready to work my righteous will. That was really interesting to me and definitely something that I will look at putting into my own Wiccan practice. Not that I own a gun, because aside from the fact that I live in England and no one really owns a gun here, I just don't like guns very much. But it kind of blew me away this melding of the practical, physical, mundane world with the spiritual, that she's taking her beliefs and her magic and using it in that way because we tend to think of of those two worlds being separate and for Rowan Black her her whole character is that those two worlds are the same world and it's very immediate and has a lot of threats in it and I started thinking about tools that we use in everyday life and you know blessing them like if you are a kitchen witch uh, I'd occasionally practiced a little bit of kitchen witchcraft then you might bless your utensils your pans maybe your oven i myself am a writer and obviously i do this podcast and that involves a lot of work at my laptop so i could i had this idea to like bless my laptop and bless my writing space and also i now have to wear glasses because i noticed i was getting splitting headaches while editing. The podcast and realized that i needed glasses for looking at screens but i thought blessing those so that i can see errors in my own writing blessing them to do that work to help me in it it was quite an interesting idea and it's such a powerful image in the comic as well to see rowan kind of dedicating the tools of her job to her righteous will to serving her as well as serving the law that she follows I just really liked it. I think it says a lot about the character and it made me feel a lot more empathic towards her, a lot more. I felt like I knew her more as a character from seeing that. I think because it is such a personal thing that showing the character doing it, it kind of builds this intimacy. So on one side of the page you are watching Alex take a bath and she's naked and you kind of see her being naked and getting in the bath and you see her drop this kind of high priestess shield of being strong and she gets into the bath and she wants to be cleansed of this horrible experience that she's had and she wants to be healed by the goddess and on the other side you see Rowan kind of cleansing the tools of her job uh, of being a police officer and because she's had to do things because she's had these bad experiences at work of obviously this guy setting fire to himself and her finding this body she's trying to stay on the track that she needs to be on and stay focused and seeing Rowan perform that ritual fully clothed is just as intimate as seeing uh, Alec the character of Alex taking this bath obviously in the nude it just kind of gives you a window into her life and I felt that that was a really good way to build up a sense of intimacy with the character. All in all, I think Volume 2 is definitely where we start to build up relationships with the characters. Not just with Rowan, but also with Alex. We see her taking care of Rowan and being strong, but also being weak and also not knowing what is going on and her own knowledge failing her. We also get to meet the character from Era, whose name is Laurent Levic. I assume he is French. And we kind of get to see things from his perspective a little bit. He's obviously very suspicious of the witches. When he sees uh, in Alex's ritual space that there is an era hammer, he assumes that she's been working magic against him. And he kicks right off and she has to say, no, I was doing a divination. And this says that you are in this situation on the side of good and that I need to trust you. And you kind of see him... On the one hand he seems to be in charge of this organization that has like a long history of killing witches and hunting them down just because they are witches but also he knows that there are other evil forces at work and that just because someone is a witch doesn't make them necessarily evil or someone who needs to be dealt with um and he you know meets Alex he goes to Rowan's house and he doesn't seem aggressive he just seems like he wants to find things out he seems very methodical very very philosophical and willing to give them the benefit of the doubt so i really like him as a character still not much on the demons you do see the little girl with the creepy sewn up mouth again and another demon lady who's got like kind of a white short haircut and gold glowing eyes uh, you don't really find out her name or anything but you do see her again in this volume as you did in volume one and i'm sort of wondering like who are these demons and what do they want and will i ever find out is there a volume three coming As I said in my review of Volume 1, I definitely suggest getting these and adding them to your collection. They're definitely a good read if you're not really someone who's into graphic novels. I think this is probably a good way to get into them Um, and they are very realistic. They're very police procedural so it is sort of like reading just a normal novel. There isn't any kind of superhero stuff going on in them if that's what turns you off reading comics. I really do hope that there is a Volume 3, and if any of you know anything to do with this, like if you regularly go into your comic book store and you've seen like new issues of this coming out, do get in touch. The usual ways are all good with me. I check them very frequently because I'm still waiting for news from the Twitter accounts of Image Comics and Greg Rooker. You can get in contact at WitchFix on Twitter or by email, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also donate to my Patreon, which is in the description box, so that when new issues of this eventually do come out, I can purchase them. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!